0: Thanks for clicking the play button once again on the Summit Point podcast series. Richard Pyatt here, happy to chat with the folks at Summit Point who are working to respond to the behavioral health needs of those in Calhoun County, Michigan. In fact, Summit Point is the behavioral health authority in Calhoun County. Today, we're talking with Randall Johnson, who knows quite a bit about uh, the idea of psychotropic medications for depression and other things, and maybe not medication for such things. Randall is a physician assistant at Summit Points. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me on, Richard.
0: The word psychotropic sounds a little impactful, I suppose. And some people might say, what? We get in our minds about drugs, right? But these are particularly helpful, aren't they?
1: Yeah, psychotropic could throw you off a little bit has the word psycho in it but uh, essentially it means denoting drugs that would uh, affect your mental state so drugs for anxiety depression that type of thing
0: so when we say psychotropic those really are a category of drugs folks are very familiar with i presume
1: yeah so it's it's kind of a way for us to delineate from something that your family medicine provider would give you for blood pressure you know um that would be, you know, a blood pressure medication where these would be, you know, more pertaining to mental health, which is uh, kind of our specialty here.
0: Right. So what are a couple of examples of psychotropic meds that, that folks use regularly?
1: There's basically five categories of uh, these type of medications. One would be antidepressants, anxiolytics, so for anxiety, stimulants for something like ADHD, attention deficit, antipsychotics. For psychosis, and then mood stabilizers for things like bipolar.
0: So, when you're working with folks, how do you decide when such a medication might be helpful?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, folks that see me, they either are established, have been seen for some appointment for quite a while. Um, they are a new referral after maybe an inpatient hospitalization for um, mental health needs. Or they've stopped over at First Step, which is um, our urgent care, which is attached to our building. We're the second one in the state, kind of a new thing. So in, in, if you're in a state of crisis, going to the ER um, has its own challenges, wait times. They do their best, and uh, we appreciate their work with everything they do, but we felt that we could uh, also serve those specific needs with mental health uh, 24-7. So someone is always here. And so somebody may come in today, this afternoon, and uh, be in a state of crisis, and they come over to see us. So they be, they're pre-screened through clinicians who then kind of figure out what diagnoses maybe we're working with or what they've had previously, and then we we go from there.
0: In some of these scenarios is when the medication option might present itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So every person we we talk about uh, medication, all of the options, essentially. And So most of what I do is called a med review. Most people are already on meds and we're making sure they're working well for them. Side effects, try a new med, that type of thing. So the majority of what I do is medication related. But I also try to spend a lot of time talking about alternatives, wellness, um, self-care. The counterpart to medication is psychotherapy. Which has been for several of these things: anxiety, depression, as effective, if not maybe a little more effective, depending upon which study you look at. So we kind of try to get set people up for an overall plan of care for wellness.
0: And when we say psychotherapy, by the way, is that commonly referred to as talk therapy? Uh, working with a clinician, somebody who can help in a therapist
1: role. Yeah, absolutely. So it can be a, a clinical therapist. It can be a, a psychologist. The one with the the best results for most mental uh, disorders would be cognitive behavioral therapy. That's where they're kind of working on individuals learn to be their own therapist, essentially. So they they work on exercises about um, developing coping skills, uh, change their own thinking, work through their emotions and behavior. So the idea being they train people how to work through problems for themselves in the future. It's not so much to do with the past I think that's when we talk about therapy, people think about uh, childhood and, and all that. And it is important to kind of go back and see where what happened to, to us before to get us to where we are. But it is kind of more of a present day where are we at? where are things going approach. All right.
0: These, that's one alternative to a medication. You said some other options include that. Are there others?
1: there are multiple types of therapy. There's a DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, um, which is helpful for some people. And then one thing I want to talk about today is is depression. What are the options? What can we do? Depression is the number one most common mental health disorder that we work with. 300 million people uh, are estimated to have it in the United States. And it is the second biggest cause of disability. Oh my of all diseases. So number one being arthritis, it's pretty prevalent. And I don't think uh, COVID did us any favors cutting off of our social interaction, our ability to go out and uh, do things we enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of out of that state. But there was a couple of years there where, you know, even kids were being schooled from home and we're we're working through it. And that's one that said, that's one of the major things we're trying to treat and help people with here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the approach might have kept us from becoming physically ill with COVID, but there were other ramifications of that to which you've now referred. So what are some of the approaches that you might take where depression is involved that don't involve medication or maybe therapy? Are there other points of view on that?
1: Yeah. So there's a subset of depression that's called seasonal affective disorder. We experience this here in Michigan, maybe a little more than other places in the country. There's two different sets of it. One is uh, where in the fall and the winter where you just kind of notice our mood kind of dips. And then that usually gets better in the spring and the summer. There is the uh, a counterpart to that where people notice depression in the summer months and it gets better in the winter, but that's a lot less mm-hmm. common. So essentially there is people who have you know, major depression, and we have diagnosed it, and they're being treated. And then there are some people that have some of these symptoms. You know, you'll talk to people like, how's your day going? Well, it's kind of dark. It's getting kind of cold. I can tell, you know, my mood is down a little bit. This would be maybe like a mild case or a point where we would say it's subsyndromal, which just means you don't meet the criteria. That's a, a fancy word to say, very mild. So what can someone in Michigan, fall, October, you know, September, What can we do about that? Well, one thing we've noticed is January, February. um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. It it, it carries on for months and months. And then maybe the worst part is uh, in the spring when we expect it to be nice and warm and and sunny and we get a a taste of it and then it's taken away and it's back to the cold, dark days. So what can we do if people do uh, suffer from seasonal affective disorder? uh, We've noticed that when we wake up in the morning, the sun isn't there. You know, it's dark when we wake up. It's dark when we get out of work, when it gets really bad in December, and it's, you know, dark at five o'clock. So there's some light therapy, which is an alternative to medication, which is actually, after some research, had some pretty good results. So um, there are these light boxes that you can get um, that, depending upon how bright they are, basically simulate being in the sun. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've ever, if you imagine going to the beach, life is great got a smile on your face. The sun actually does release serotonin for us, which is one of the things that antidepressants work on is serotonin. So there's the natural antidepressant, which is the sun. So how can we work with that? Well, we have these lights um, and there's basically two ways we can do it. One is we can um, simulate dawn. So you have a light in your room. So a couple hours before you wake up it slowly starts to brighten. That's had some pretty good effects. And then there's also just a light box where people have them by their laptops or computers and they have them on to get a little bit of extra exposure. Yeah. I have one
0: in my office that is not a new model. It's been out for a long time. I expect other people have them too, but I do sometimes turn that on in January. when it's been cloudy for a few months. And I do react personally differently when the sun is out. My favorite time of the year is June when I open my eyes at 6 a.m. and the daylight is already happening. And, of course, it's daylight until 9.30, quarter to 10 at night. And uh, I respond to that differently, just as you described. And so that's interesting, especially this, this gradual light in the morning that mimics how the sun brings us around. Uh, What an interesting idea. And you say these provide results for some people.
1: They do. Yeah. So first line treatment for seasonal affective disorder is antidepressants. So that would be drugs like, you know, Zoloft or Prozac, you may have heard. But they found best is if someone is on an antidepressant and bright light therapy. So that's either the morning, you know, kind of sunrise emulating or just having uh, exposure to the light next to your computer or wherever you're working throughout the day. They have found that even if you have a light on one of these stronger lights, When you're awake, it's best in the morning. Studies were showing maybe half hour after you wake up. So there seems to be something with your sleep cycle and and exposure to the sun. So we're kind of emulating that with the light. Other things, though, is is just overall wellness. You know, what what can we do as people outside of medication, outside of the light exposure? So, I mean, just kind of touching on making sure all of our needs are met. There are people that don't have their basic needs met. And so we guide them to services where they would have housing, warmth, the ability to rest. You know, we worked uh, with some folks for employment resources, and then, you know, we advise people, you know, myself included, to to work on doing things you enjoy. Sometimes life can be a bit of a grind. And if we don't take time to look out for ourselves and self-care, we kind of lose sight of the pursuit of happiness. I may refer someone over to First Step for Services or just kind of in our discussion for, with our medication review, we talk about what are we doing for wellness? What are we doing for ourselves? If someone doesn't
0: have an answer to that then that provides you with some perspective doesn't
1: it yeah and we can we kind of brainstorm and some people it's kind of like i say what brings you joy what do you enjoy doing and they'll say you know i don't actually know and i'll say another thing is community being involved with others like we were talking about with covid i think that was the biggest thing was we lost some of that community where people maybe they went to a spin class and now you couldn't have so many people in a room and some of those classes never came back some of those activities never came back right Um, so we're trying to find ways for people to engage with others uh, that have similar interests that that seems to be a pretty good asset in mental wellness
0: so someone's listening to this randall and they're saying yeah well you know i I'm kind of like Richard. I uh, I like it when the sun's out and it's a, a nice bright day for as long as possible. And when it's not, I feel a little different, but, you know, I'm okay. Is that
1: seasonal affective disorder or is that just uh, everyday life? That's a great question. So something around 15% of people fall into the subsyndromal seasonal affective disorder. So mm-hmm. that's a fancy way of saying people don't meet the criteria for uh, major depressive disorder. If someone did, they they may have been on medication or are or are on medication um, or psychotherapy for treatment for that. So, what if you have some of the symptoms but not all of them? The studies have shown that the light therapy is helpful. They're saying about fifty percent of people that use it, those symptoms go away with this with these lights. Fifty percent. So, um, yeah, fifty percent hmm. remission. So um, that's. Comparable with antidepressants. So that's kind of why they were saying this is a a pretty novel thing. Wow.
0: So if there's a bottom line here in terms of depression, medications, sad wellness, what would that be in your mind?
1: That's a journey, you know, and um, we're here to help. If somebody's having a hard time, come up, see us. If you have questions, we're always happy to help. If you need resources, we're, we're happy to help. And if uh, you have any of these diagnoses or you say, hey, you know, I used to be on meds. I felt better when I had this or that. You know, we can always walk through them and talk about the options. Mental health is a journey. And uh, there's there's highs and lows for everybody. And we want to support people and meet them where they're at.
0: Randall mentioned First Step. That's 175 College Street, Battle Creek, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Folks, able to assist you and perhaps do exactly what randall was talking about evaluate uh, what uh, your symptoms might be what the situation might be maybe what the situation was as randall just said and then uh, come up with a plan that can be helpful of course that's all linked in the show notes for this episode you can click through and take a look at the website for summit point randall johnson pa with summit point thank you thank you richard